0: Who do you need to bring into the throne room as an adult child of divorce? We're going to be discussing this concept of prayer on today's episode. Welcome back to Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. I am your host, Sarah Geringer. I wanted to let you know I did something new. I gathered every single episode I've made. This is episode number 70 of the podcast. They're all on the podcast page. A lot of them have to do with the holidays, so you can go to the show notes and access all of those episodes in one place listen to some that you haven't listened to before and be encouraged in this holiday season. Another holiday related note I want to give to you is I have Etsy specials in my Etsy shop for uh, my brand new book Hidden Mana on a Country Road and all the other things that my daughter and I have created. So I have some bonuses that are good only through November and December of 2022. Also, I am offering a free art print by snail mail to anyone who leaves an Amazon review of Hidden Mana on a Country Road, then sends me a screenshot of your review. It's only good for the first 100 people who get in touch with me. So check out the link in the show notes so that you can get that exclusive art print for yourself. One final reminder before we get started, this podcast is never intended to be a substitute for professional therapy, but it is intended to be a supplement to it. Especially this episode, you probably want to work with a counselor, a spiritual director, or a pastor on this material. So you may be curious, what is a throne room prayer? I didn't know about this concept until 2018 when my friend Elaine Goddard, who has written a book on prayer that I will link in the show notes, introduced me to this concept. We attended She Speaks, a conference for women writers and speakers in North Carolina that year. I was talking to her about some of my significant marriage problems and once I returned home from that conference, we were in a small Facebook group together offering prayer and encouragement for one another. She called me one morning and she said, do you mind if we do a prayer exercise together? That's how... This concept began. So she said, I would like you to kneel down somewhere comfortable so that you can pray this prayer with me. Are you willing to do that? I said, Yes. So I kneeled down in the center of my living room. I have a huge wall of windows. I feel like it's my own private cathedral, and it was the perfect place to have this prayer in late August of 2018. So she said, I want you to close your eyes and just follow along with me in this prayer. She said, we are going to enter the throne room of the Lord. Do you know what that means? And I said, yes, I do. Isaiah is one of my favorite books of the Bible. So I instantly knew what she meant by this concept But if you don't know, let me read a portion of Isaiah 6 to you so you'll be familiar with this concept. So I'm going to start reading from the New Living Translation, Isaiah 6, verse 1. And he says, It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings, With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, "'It's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. "'I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. "'Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies.' "'Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal "'he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. "'He touched my lips with it and said, "'See, this coal has touched your lips.' Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. That closes this reading at verse 8. So this is an incredible picture of where God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three in one, is all in heaven right now. Right now, this is a current picture of what it looks like where God is in heaven. And Isaiah was privileged to actually see a picture of this. And I'm going to be so bold as to say, we can go right there into God's presence. And the Bible tells us that we can do it. And it tells us that in the book of Hebrews. So I'm going to read to you a portion from Hebrews chapter 4, starting at verse 14 in the New Living Translation, it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. This passage is so powerful because it's telling us we no longer need a mediator. We don't need to have a priest, a human priest, give our messages to God for us, we can go right there in the throne room. Because if you will recall, on the day that Jesus died, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. That was the curtain that separated the most holy place from the other places in the temple where the high priest could only go one time a year to offer sacrifices on behalf of the whole people of Israel. So in that symbolic act, God was saying, you no longer have to go through all of these uh, regulations, because Jesus did it once and for all for all of us. And so it's a great, great privilege to go into the throne room boldly, like Hebrews tells us, because Jesus invites us there. He wants us to be there with him. And he has great and mighty things to tell us in the throne room. Okay, before I continue on with my first story of being in the throne room, I want to tell you something important. First of all, I was having Elaine walk me through this sequence, and I believe that it would be beneficial for you the first time to do this with a counselor or a pastor who could help you do this, someone who can help you possibly interpret what God might be saying to you or guide you along, as you will see that Elaine did for me. This is kind of deep spiritual waters but it is where an enormous amount of blessing can be found and that's why I feel like it's okay for me to share this experience with you to stretch you into a new area especially going into this holiday season when so many of our emotions and even hurts and hang-ups can be stirred up as adult children of divorce. This is a powerful way to be set free from some of these things. And when I go back to the Isaiah reading, it's after Isaiah sees the throne, and God's sitting on the throne, the angels there, he knows that he doesn't deserve it, he says he's filthy, but it's where he's cleansed. And then God gives him an assignment, he gives him a purpose and a calling, because he is willing to receive the word of the Lord there. I think that's a key part of us understanding when we go into the throne room, we need to be humble, we need to be repentant, and we need to be teachable and willing to do whatever God tells us. I think my story is going to make that vividly clear. Here is what happened after I kneeled down in the throne room in prayer with my eyes closed, and Elaine is guiding me through this prayer in August of 2018. So she says, okay, you're in the throne room. How do you feel? And I said, well, I feel warm. I feel at peace. I feel like I'm at home in a way. And she said, okay, what do you see? And I said, well, I feel like the light is dimmed, because if it was at its full capacity, I would be overwhelmed. So I feel kind of like I'm in a shadowed area, but not because of darkness, because of protection. Because if I saw everything, I wouldn't be able to continue because I'd be completely overwhelmed. She said, all right, describe what you see. And I said, well, I feel like I'm kneeling at the foot of a set of stairs. I see three thrones before me. I see the father in the middle. Even though I couldn't see his face or anything, I just... I sensed it was the father and then the son at his right hand and the Holy Spirit on his left. And again, it's hard to put all this into words, but that was an unmistakable impression that I got when I was in the throne room. And she said, okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to invite your husband into this room. And as soon as she said this, I said, I can't do that. And this all happened within a split second. And she said why not? And what had happened is in my mind's eye I could quote see him back to the right. And yet I could see almost a um, a river, uh, it's hard to describe again, a barrier that was preventing him from entering the throne room with me. And I said, I cannot, I cannot allow him. God is not permitting him to come in. And she said, why not? And I said, it's because the spirit of division is preventing it. And the spirit of division was that channel or that river. And she said, okay, what is God telling you to do right now? And I burst into tears because I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. Because I sensed in my spirit, the Holy Spirit was speaking very vividly to me in this moment. He said, what I want you to do is cast him into the wilderness. And suddenly I saw one up to my upper right. It was outside of the throne room. It was a dry and desolate wasteland. But somehow I knew God had his eye on it, was in charge of it, was the proprietor of it. And so it wasn't a dangerous area, but it was outside, it was outside the throne room. I sensed the Holy Spirit telling me, you have been his, quote, Holy Spirit for all this time, 18 years of being married, and I allowed you to play some of that role in his life of of a spiritual leader, someone to convict him of his addiction and his abuse. The Holy Spirit's saying to me, I'm taking over that role again, and I need you to cast him into the wilderness. I'm giving you permission to do that. I'm giving you authority to do that because I want him to be under my full jurisdiction now. So Elaine is listening to me say this, and she said, so what are you going to do? And I said, God is telling me to use my right hand to fling him into the wilderness. And she said, are you willing to do that? And I said, yes, I am. So I took my right hand. I flung him out to the right and I could see him there walking around in the wilderness, a really tiny speck far away. But I knew he was there. I knew that God was in control. And it was done. And... So then she said, Okay, where are you now? And I said, I'm back in the throne room. She said, What do you feel? And I looked ahead of me in front of me, and I saw the Father's hands. That's all I could see. And he was holding a green light. And I knew it was peace and i told her this and she said well are you willing to accept his gift and i said yes and i took the piece into my own hands and then the experience was over so i was completely overwhelmed (laughs) with emotion because i was still married to my husband and we didn't get divorced until march of 2022. so looking back i know that it was god allowing me to practice some healthy detachment from the addiction and abuse that was going to continue on for that time period, and let him go his own way, which ultimately led to the end of our marriage. But at the time, I was still fighting as hard as I could to make it work. And but God was saying, I need you to release him. Okay, so coming back to the moment, with Elaine this is what she said she said most of the time when I lead people through this prayer they never get to the point that you get to and she said because when I ask them to invite someone in uh, the person with whom they're struggling at the time she said usually what they'll say is oh I can't do that I've got some business I have to take care of uh, with God first they have a strong impression in their spirit that this needs to happen. And she said, the fact that you didn't experience that, which is the most common response, is telling me that there is no remaining business that the Lord needs you to work on with your husband. You have taken care of it. But I wanna read you another scripture that Jesus um, speaks directly to this if this is applying to you. And again, this might be the most common response. If you go into the throne room with a family member or your spouse or perhaps your child or someone else who's causing you issues in your family, you might experience something like this. I'm reading from Matthew 5, 23 and 25, New Living Translation, and Jesus is speaking here. He says, So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember That someone has something against you. Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. So he's saying that, and he continues in the next verse, that we are supposed to settle our differences quickly with others. If we don't do that, we get ourselves in more trouble with God and with other people. And so that's why he wants us to do this. And that very well may be what God tells you when you go into the throne room with the person that you need to deal with. So God has, since that time, instructed me to go into the throne room with at least two other people for whom I have been assigned to pray intercessory prayers for. It's very interesting the kind of things that God has taught me in throne room prayers. I will say that I almost never interact with the other person when I'm in the throne room. It's more receiving the word of God for that person. Sometimes that person is kneeling beside me in the throne room as I am doing They are active, but we are not communicating with one another. That's between them and God. God has revealed things that there's no way I would have understood this otherwise of problems in their life or blockades in their path that I need to pray for, and that has been very useful. And then there's something else that God has talked about with me in the throne room he has said before and this is when i was still married and and struggling very much in my marriage he said okay so we know what's to the right of the throne room it's that wilderness he said well let's look to the left outside the throne room and what do you see there so when i looked to the left i saw a garden Very much like my garden right here outside of my home, and it was just full of plants to the point really of being overgrown in my throne room vision. And God said, What do you notice about this garden? And I said, Well, there are all kinds of fruits and flowers and vines, but it needs tending, it needs a lot of work actually. It looks like it needs daily care. And so the Lord said to me, this is where I want you to focus. Instead of focusing on that wilderness area, which I have instructed you, you have no control over. That's my area. That's my jurisdiction. Your jurisdiction is this garden. It's the right size for you. It's manageable for you. It's where you need to be every day planting, sowing, watering, pruning, doing all these things that you do as a Christian writer and speaker, podcaster, influencer, this is where I want you to focus. And that place was full of light, full of life, lush green in comparison to the wilderness, of course, which looked like a desert with maybe tumbleweeds, but not life-giving, I was supposed to focus on where the life was which is serving others and planting seeds for others. Many times after the first time of seeing the garden in the throne room, when my anxiety has risen over other people in my life who I know are in their own wilderness seasons or wilderness areas, it gives me comfort and peace and purpose. To focus on that garden where I need to be giving daily attention so all of those things can grow. So for me, of course, that is not just my platform, but my children, my friendships, some of the things that I do to volunteer at church. That is where I need to focus my energy, my time, and my heart because that's where the life is. One thing I learned at church this weekend, I was reminded of this, and this is very good, that we need to acknowledge who God is when we pray. That's the first thing we need to do. It's based on the Lord's Prayer. Jesus started it out, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we're supposed to praise him, and there's no better place to do this than the throne room. We don't have to invite someone into the throne room. You can just go there to worship God. Isaiah was there by himself. He wasn't there with another person. So you can just go in there and worship him and spend some time in the last two uh, chapters of Revelation to have a glimpse of the kind of place that we're going to be in heaven someday And it exists right now in the spiritual world, the kind of place where the angels are worshiping the Father on his throne every single day, where Jesus is interceding for us and where the Spirit is groaning for us in words that cannot be expressed. You can go there every day if you want to. And I find that incredibly affirming to me in my prayers, especially this year which has been so very difficult for me, a year where I feel like I have no family support that I can count on 100%. I have no allies, but I can go to the throne room and be in the presence of the Lord and be renewed and refreshed there. So let me just recap because I know I have really gone super deep today. And I want to encourage you and not leave you feeling completely overwhelmed. I know that so many of you listening to this broadcast are dealing with problem relationships. And I wanted to tell you that this is a way to take them to the Lord. You don't have to discuss this with that person. You don't have to even invite them into the throne room if God is not leading you to do that. One technique that my counselor, I was seeing in college, used with me is called gestalt therapy. So she had me talk to a past version of myself, put that past version in a chair and talk to that person. And that was incredibly healing for me. You could also do that with a person with whom you're struggling you could put them in a chair in your mind or simply sit an actual chair and pretend that that person is there and say anything you want to them again if you're really struggling you would probably want to do that with a spiritual advisor a pastor or a christian counselor i always list in every episode a link to a free one-time counseling session that you can get via phone And just know that this is a technique that some counselors use to get you to overcome in certain areas where you might be stuck with someone. It was incredibly useful to me back in 2001 when she was using that technique on me and sometimes I still use it myself to overcome in an area where I just feel stuck with someone. I think that Elaine, was actually kind of combining the gestalt technique with the throne room prayer and I can't tell you how powerful that was it revolutionized my relationship in terms of being able to detach with love rather than detach in anger or self-protection it was detaching in love and knowing that God was in control of the situation even when I felt like I wasn't in control It helped me trust God more. It helped me connect with God in a new and deeper way. And that was so enriching for my faith life at that time when things were still really, really difficult. And it has helped me in all the relationship losses I have felt this year to go back into the throne room just myself and receive God's grace, like the book of Hebrews was telling us. That's where we go to receive God's grace and just have it flow over us in God's actual presence. So I hope that this episode has inspired you, has got you thinking about things in your own personal life, where you need to take it to God and overcome in some area. If you want me to pray for you, I would be honored for you to reach out to me on my contact page, and I would be honored to pray for you in that specific area. So let me close this out with prayer today. Father God, I just praise you because Jesus, your Son, has made the way for us to approach your throne boldly to receive the grace that you have to give. And I pray that this concept would help each person listening to consider prayer in a new way they've never even considered before, in a powerful way to set them free from some kind of struggle that they're facing, whether it's just between you and them or between them and another person. And we know that we can receive your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your guidance when we go straight into your presence and receive the gift of your Holy Spirit to guide our prayers. So I pray that if this concept seems just too big to apply for whoever is listening, that they would seek out help from a pastor, a counselor, a spiritual advisor, who you will put in their path so that they can grow and expand their knowledge of you and be blessed with greater peace in their relationships. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode resonated with you, would you please share it on social media or just share it one-to-one with someone who needs to hear it, who needs to be set free from something or someone who needs to go to the next level in their relationship with God. I pray it blesses you and strengthens your faith. And until next time, I will be praying God's perfect peace on you in your struggles as an adult child of divorce.